set your internet dials to Lamlet as we bring you action, as we bring you science, and as we bring you theater with Action Science Theater. Let me see. Ah, there. I, th I think I've got it. Where's the video camera? Ah, right then. Today is the 8th of October. In my never-ending quest... Oh, damn it. <clears throat> okay, it's recording. Today is the 8th of October. In my never-ending quest to answer the ultimate questions, I'm going to reach into the past and bring two of history's finest minds together. Today, William Shakespeare and Sir Isaac Newton will settle once and for all the eternal question of art versus science. It's not really a question, is it? <clears throat> How about... Today, William Shakespeare and Sir Isaac Newton will settle once and for all the eternal question, is art better than science? Well, it's a question, at least. But not a very good one. Is art better than science? Is art superior to science? Is art more valuable than science? Is art more awesome than... No. Hmm. Today, William Newton and Sir Isaac Shakespeare w oh, damn it. <clears throat> Today, William Shakespeare and Sir Isaac Newton will settle once and for all the eternal question. Is art of more value to mankind than science? Yes, that'll do. Right then. <clears throat> Step one, start recording. Step two, fire up the time machine. No, wait. Recording the machine starting up will be wasting valuable tape. These tapes are difficult to get hold of these days. But I simply refuse to go digital. You just don't get the crackle and hiss of the tape. Anyway, who am I talking to? Never mind. So, step one, fire up the time machine. Step two, start recording. Step three, utter the words of destiny, paragraph one. Step four, press the dramatic sound effect button. Step five, push the big red button. Step six, welcome William Shakespeare to the 21st century with words of destiny, paragraph two. Step seven, while Shakespeare is becoming orientated to the present, reprogram the machine. Step eight, words of destiny, paragraph three. Step nine, press the dramatic sound effect button again. Step 10, push the big red button again. Step 11, welcome Isaac Newton to the 21st century with words of destiny, paragraph four. Step 12, historical figures solve the ultimate question. Perfect. So now I just... Uh, what was step one again? Damn, I should have written it down. Uh, start the recording. Fire up the time machine... Oh, no, I should have done that first. Stop the recording. That's wasted a few inches. <clears throat> Fire up the time machine. What are the words of destiny? Where did I put the words of destiny? Shopping list. Shopping list of things I forgot to put on the first shopping list. Telephone number. Whose number is that? Is that the blonde lab technician I bumped into at the conference? The one with the interesting position on... Oh, God, still recording. Um, ah, words of destiny. I stand on the brink of a momentous achievement. When I press this button, none other than William Shakespeare himself will appear. And though he may be confused and disorientated, I will ease his passage into the 21st century. That's not the dramatic sound effect. No. Right. Step... Whatever. Push the big red button. Oh, the 
bloody hell happened there? Welcome, William Shakespeare, literary genius, poet for the ages to the... Hang on, who are you? William Shakespeare. Call me Bill. You're not Shakespeare. Yes, I am. You don't sound anything like Shakespeare. What are you on about? Bloody am Shakespeare. But I wanted the literary genius Shakespeare. The Shakespeare wrote Hamlet, King Lear, Macbeth. Yep, that's me, Bill Shakespeare, poet for the ages, like you said, playwright by royal appointment and supplier of cheap carpets on the side. Do you want any carpet at the moment? Because I can probably do you a good deal. This place could do you a bit of brightening up. If nothing else, you need something to cover up the Prussian blue you spilt on the floor over there. Been trying to extract cyanide. Wouldn't mess with it if I were you, because I don't just do carpets. If you're looking for something with a kick, you know, such immortal drugs, if you get my meaning... Or just a carpet, then? No, I don't want a carpet. Well, if you change your mind, here's my card. Bill Shakespeare's carpet consideration. That's me. But you can't be Shakespeare. What about all the, in sooth I know not why I am so sad, and sing hey nonny nonny? Oh, aye. <laughs> Punters love a bit of that forsooth crap, so I always bung a bit of that in. Puts bums on seats, everybody's happy. No, but... You haven't got a bit of pie, have you? Or, or a slice of parking? Takes it out of you, this time travel lark. That hungry, I could eat a Lancashire hot pot, and that's saying something. No, the canteen's closed this time of night. Oh, pity. Look, I refuse to believe you're William Shakespeare. How could you possibly have written such beautiful poetry, soliloquies, sonnets, songs? Oh, well, songs were a doddle. Do you know On Ilkley More Bartat? On Ilkley? No, I don't think so. Yes, you do. Whereas the Binsin I saw thee, On Ilkley More but See, of course you do. Now, you just start with that tune in my head and write some soppy words, like in Twelfth Night. Come away, come away, death, and in sad Cyprus let me be laid. It's a grand little play, that one. Follows your classic Greco-Roman five-act structure. Comedy, comedy, bit dark, gag wedding. Or how about much ado about nothing? Sigh no more, ladies, sigh no more. Men were deceivers ever. Another grand little play also follows the Greco-Roman five-act structure. Comedy, comedy. Bit dark, gag wedding. Yeah, I see you've read Horace's Ars Poetica as well. No, actually. Oh, right. So, um, what am I doing here then? Ah, yes. <clears throat> All will become clear to you, William Shakespeare. Now behold, as I bring another of history's geniuses to engage you in debate. Right, uh, another one. I'll just, um, stand here then. Yes, right. Reprogram the machine. Words of Destiny, paragraph three. Working from a script, eh? That always works best, I find. When I press this button once more, none other than Isaac Newton himself will appear. And though he, too, may be confused and disorientated... Ah! I'm sorry? No, no, just clearing my throat. You carry on with your words of destiny. Um... Confused and disorientated... I will I will ease his passage into the 21st century. That's it, is it? I beg your pardon? That's it. That's your words of destiny. Yes. Right, well, you carry on then. And I suppose you could do better, could you? Well, just off the top of my head, how about... Um, <clears throat> Behold the man of artifice and science as he doth stand upon the precipice, gazing at what lesser men must fear. Through time's dark veil he reaches forth his hand, seizing, what, a man, a chance, a star? Aye, though stars be far beyond his grasp, he shall not cease to wander time's embrace, 
Till stars' bright beams alight on genius' face. Whatever. No. Ah! This is only one big red button. Uh, I say. Welcome. Isaac Newton, mathematical genius, scientist for the ages, to this... 23rd century, is it? 20... Yes, how do you know that? The position of the sun, stars and so forth. Rather simple when you know how. But you can't see the stars from here. No, I happened to glance at them on the way. It must be the 8th of October, I thought to myself. Am I right? Uh, well, I... Yes, of course I am. I'm terribly clever. Yes, well, anyway... <clears throat> oh, heck, more words of destiny. Bill? Isaac? How can you possibly know each other? Side effect of time travel. Quite. Oh, I start to look into this. I suspect if you examine your equations for calculating the convergence of... No one asked you, wig for brains. Let the man do his looking. How's the alchemy going? I've moved on from that, as well you know. Oh, so seven isn't a magic number anymore, then. Well, that is good to know. Now look here, you superannuated scribbler. Gentlemen, please. I didn't bring you here to argue. Brought you here to debate. One of the most important questions plaguing mankind. Where the hell did indigo come from? What happened to Hortensio in the Taming of the Shrew? Well, now, that wasn't really my fault. What happened, Gentlemen, the question I brought you here to answer is... Um, oh, I had it not five minutes ago. Uh, does art more valuable than... No. Is more... So no. Wait. Before we get to that, I was supposed to give you a quick guide to the wonders of the 21st century. Wonders? You mean climate change? Chemical weapons? Nuclear meltdowns? Reality television? The continued existence of the Daily Mail? No, 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 no. Uh, things like, well, the internet. Which is a sort of collection of computers that communicate by... We know what the internet is. How? Side effect of time travel. Oh yes, so you said. You know what computers are. Of course I know what computers are. I was founder and president of the Cambridge University Star Trek Society. No surprises there then. Wait, how could you be founder of the Star Trek Society? It was 400 years too early. It was an exceedingly good guess. Isn't that what you told Leibniz? Leibniz was a hack. He... Gentlemen, the question I brought you here to debate is, is art of more value to mankind than science? Define value. Define art. Well, um... Is it just man or are we including women as well? Have you ever even met a woman? I... well... My mother was a woman. Anyway, weren't your love sonnets written for men? Doesn't pay to be fussy. Gentlemen, could you please stick to the question? What am I supposed to say? I write plays, therefore I believe that art is better than science. Make more money selling carpets. Does that make carpets better than art and science? Well, my carpets in particular. And just because I wrote one of the greatest mathematical works of all time, I'm supposed to believe that science is better than art? Yeah, but you do though, don't you? Well... Yes. That's what comes of holding the Lucasian chair, I suppose. Oh, lardy bloody da. I'm a freelance writer. I can't even afford a ruddy chair. Had to write most of my stuff sat on the privy. That presumably explains why most of it stinks. Oh, here we go. Don't mince your words. Say what you really think. Are you actually trying to argue that art is more valuable than science? Some talentless bunch of hams parading around in tights? As opposed to a bunch of mercury-addled dorks peering into bottles of coloured water. 
At least I didn't need the Earl of Oxford to write Principia. Even Harry Potter managed to find the Philosopher's Stone. Gentlemen, please, can you focus on the question I brought you here to answer? No. No. What? No, we can't. It's a silly question. Nearly as silly as his hair. Have you looked in a mirror lately, or hadn't they been invented in your day, Grandad? Right. I should have known. What was I thinking? You fight like a girl. Did you just slap me? You deserved it. You great brossen gimmer. Hey, what are you doing with that equipment stand? Call it a witty retort. Right, that's it. I'm sending them both back. Let's see. Words. Oh, screw the words of destiny. That's better. They were worse than Elvis and Beethoven. Still, at least they didn't make as much of a mess as Attila the Hun and Gandhi. Still can't believe the little chap would fight so dirty. Kick on him like a mule. I never even got Newton to sign my copy of Principia. Got it down off the shelf, specially. Here we are. William Shakespeare's Principia. Hang on. Isaac Newton's King Lear. Oh, this isn't good. Starring in A Waste of Time were Brian Macken, Dan Bond and Dan Booth. Written by Dan Booth, Dan Bond and Brian Macken. Produced by Dan Booth. For more Action Science Theatre, including AST merchandise, go to actionsciencetheatre.com!